It is Thursday. RawMikeRichards.com broadcasting live from the DKI studios in Toronto. You know, it was the first day of payback. Actually, no one says that. It was the first day of uh, playoffs. Was there payback? Well, I think if you look at the Pittsburgh game... Uh, Flyers fans, I imagine today will be, they'll be pretty quiet, Dave, I think. A little quiet. It also inspired yet another one of Dave Bastl's imaginary golf tournaments. That's right. The, uh, I, I, I forgot that they were also playing the Pennsylvania, the Greater Pennsylvania Open. So we'll look at that scoreboard, but, uh, some of the leaders up there had, they did really well yesterday. Fantastic yeah. first rounds. Yeah. Fantastic. I mean, we're we're looking at a, a double digit winner by uh, by the end of the uh, first round of the playoffs, and that is something to be proud of. We'll also uh, again talk to our good friend Scotty Taylor. Scott Taylor is now with the uh, name of the company, uh, Game On Magazine. Game On Magazine. Yeah, GameOn.ca for everybody that wants to check it out. Definitely worth the read. Subscription. Check it out. Days online. He's the man. Uh, also, I guess we'll take a look at the Raw Mike Richards Blade Tape Playoff Pool Extravaganza. Who's leading? Well, considering everyone has three teams, you literally could have <laughs> one team who had no players last night. No, exactly. So you're not really that worried. And there's and yeah, three. Three games yesterday. There's five today. So, literally, you could sit there and say, uh, my playoffs start tonight. <laughs> yeah, and you, you won't know. I mean, again, I, I normally don't go in the, in, the, in the hockey playoff pools, but I guess the reality is whoever you're scooping up all those points with, whoever you have made your bed with that you are now lying in, and for some of you who have the 11 and 12 points, you're like, hi, baby. Did you enjoy last night? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, hopefully it sounds better than that, Russell. But uh, the fact is that was uh, if you had like six players, which I think kind of was the top end on those that were scoring all the points last night. Yes. And if you would loaded up on Pittsburgh players, yep, you had yourself a pretty good night. So let's uh, let's start there, Dave. Uh, granted that I think both of us, I think both of us have Pittsburgh going to the conference final. Do we not? We have Pittsburgh going to conference final. We both. Uh... Didn't we have Pittsburgh winning uh, the Eastern yeah, Conference? I th- yeah, because I think we're on the same page on this one. And all year long, there's no way I'm making a comparison between these two teams. But in a game one, there are times, depending on your playoff experience, how you're actually going to show up. We'll look at the playoff experience on Pittsburgh, so maybe we shouldn't have been surprised. But the way that that game played out, once it started to roll, Dave, it just completely got away from Philadelphia. And uh, two things. Number one, I just don't think they have the firepower to, uh, firepower to keep up with that. But the goaltending, as mentioned yesterday by Dave Bastel, and the the roasting like a roast chicken that Liam McGuire did of Brian Elliott, maybe maybe it bothered him. We said yesterday, if he's watching the show, you know, he's choking on his cornflakes. What are these guys talking about? Well, I think we're talking about what happened last night. So property of the National Hockey League, if that indeed matters... It does. It does. Okay. Yep. Property of the National Hockey League. Let's get that. Uh, it would look like a Philadelphia was the Swiss Chalet rotisserie chicken last night on the NHL menu. Giroux on the half wall. Malkin's out of the box. One timer. Gosses bear blocked by Hagelin. Picked up by Malkin. Is back into the play. Look at this. He goes. And Danny Malkin in the speed to the backhand. Scores. It was like Pete Mahovlich in that gamey. 
in Toronto. He scored against the Russians back in the 70s. He went through the whole team. One on two. And then his speed just keeps going. The battle going on deep in the Flyers zone. Malkin winds up with a puck, plays it back to the line. Schultz with a shot. That hit traffic in front. Judas there. Got the puck to the line, but not out. Malkin back onto it again. Plays the puck to the goal. Turned away by Elliott. Here comes Kessel. Drops it off neatly to Crosby. Back to Kessel. Gensel in front. Kessel tried to get it there. Hit the side of the goal. Bouncing puck. Steer back towards the net. Gensel to Crosby. He had his stick lift and the puck goes to the near side. Penguins really doing a nice it's, job. It's just, Dave, when you take a look at this, they're they're all over them. I mean, this is this is surprisingly the, uh, the, the maybe the most lopsided game we'll see. In the entire postseason. Yeah, uh, maybe Nashville, uh, you know, puts it to Colorado, but I don't know if it's going to look this bad. I'm going to say no. Yeah. You look at some of these goals uh, the Penguins scored yesterday. It's uh, it's EA Sports. That's what it yeah. is. Like I, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for you know once once they show a highlight reel and after it it's uh, EA Sports. It's in the game. You know, someone like Sidney Crosby who's playing it himself going, Bingo. hey, you can't just make yourself score all the time. Yes, I can. I'm playing the game. I like got the controller. Like, especially that Malkin goal. Yeah, but we just saw that, what, a month ago? Was it a month ago we did that? You know what? Sidney Crosby uh, could play for the Blue Jays and hit 275. <laughs> Battling behind the net. Taken away. Penguins work it out. Here comes Rust. Slowly over the line with a drop pass to Crosby. He surveys. Played it off front. The traffic. Razzikow makes the save. But there it is. Just basically uh, rush after rush. Uh, you had a couple of bad line changes by the Flyers. And at the end of the day, you know, unless Brian, in, in all fairness to Brian Elliott, unless he becomes... Pekka Rene on his best night where literally he's making, what, 40 saves or whatever it would take. This series is a sweep. This is a big-time sweep. We're looking at two possible sweeps. I think we're looking at this series, and we're looking at that Nashville-Colorado. And, hey, you know what? All the power to the Avalanche and Flyers if they want to get involved in these series and win a game or two. But uh, I, I think anything over a game won by the opposition would be a miracle. Yeah, I, I do too. If you're taking a look at the over and under, and it's, it's, it's a half – you're probably taking the under because <laughs> the, the, you just don't have the same amount of talent when you get on that ice. And sometimes it's playoff experience, and you just mentioned two teams. Between Nashville and Pittsburgh, uh, you're also going to, going up against guys who well, they've been there before. And there is something to be said for that. There truly is. Uh, there are some teams who are much better than those that they're playing. But because they just, I think, I believe personally, in just reiterating what I just said, if you haven't been there before, Maybe it's not as smooth as you would like. Maybe you don't play your best game. Maybe maybe the other team doesn't you know, bring a whole bunch to the party. But what if the goalie gets hot? So, Dave, we'll let you uh, obviously take a look at this uh, the Jets game, Jets in the wild, where the score was a little bit of a – I mean, if you weren't watching the game and the scores were flashing up, did you get nervous? Uh, probably not. The reality is that Winnipeg is the much better team, and they didn't play a very good game last night. Uh, and they got up against uh, you know Devin Dubnik, and Dubnik played – he played great. Yeah, very well. He kept them in it. So, property of the National Hockey League, this is what it looked like in Winnipeg with the classic whiteout. He threw up ahead to Wheeler, to Bufflin, shoots. And that went off a leg. Wheeler picks it up. 
Wheeler back out for Buffalo. Up ahead, Wheeler. Comes in, gets it outside, they scores! And it's the line A factor, guys. Look how long... And look, the fact that it's still nothing, nothing to that point, that's all Devin Dubnik. Did Hellebuck, did he play... Yeah, he played well. well. Yeah. Yeah, he, he stopped a couple of really good key shots at the uh, Wild had some opportunities, but uh, you know the Jets peppered them. They outshot them two to one. Basically, it was forty to twenty. So that kind of tells you exactly who controlled this game. Funny enough, though, in the third period, the Wild actually did lead two to one with sixteen minutes yeah. left, and that's when the Jets had to kind of pour it on and take advantage of some opportunities. There was a very nice Patrick Line goal coming up in a bit here, uh, but uh, the team that won deserved to win. And probably deserve to win by a lot more to tell you the truth yeah see there it is where all of a sudden if you weren't watching the game itself and just the scoreboard dave because it wasn't it's not really an indicator of what the game looked like no but full credit to, to, to the wild they played a great uh away game if you want to put it that way the wild almost had 100 points during the regular yeah. season this isn't this isn't a crap team okay they're missing a key defenseman but this is a pretty decent team here and that's this shot. Yeah. This shot was sensational by Patrick Line. This is like this is textbook. This is like learn how to shoot a, a, a wrist shot, snap shot, slap shot. He could put together like a, a, a twenty volume DVD set. That's how good that is. The goal, the winning goal by Joe Morrow coming up in a bit was a, a little bit of a deflection in front. If it's not deflected, it's probably stopped by Dubnik. That's the only reason it went. Oh, totally, 100%. I mean, that, that slight deflection makes it go through the five hole. Otherwise, it's a save. But there's a uh, Devin Dubnik play, had a great game. Seven wins the last three seasons with Minnesota, 35 of them this year. 70 on the point, left-hand side. It's incredible. Here's Ehlers back top of the, the net. He'll play into the line. Morrow scores! Bullseye! Not only depth, he brings a pretty There's good the deflection shot right the there. Looks like it may have nipped off. I think it, it was the it heel of the stick, I believe. Oh, there they go. They're going crazy. Going crazy. Going Winnipeg like they always do. Portage in Maine. And the wind's blowing, too. Everything's going on. <laughs> and so there's the final. Um, and again, I think a game where Winnipeg, Winnipeg I thought the, the, the Jets, they look tight. They look tight. Uh, the next game, I, I suspect, won't look like that at all. No, I, I think, you know what's funny though, too? I was thinking during the game, because I went in game with sportsinteraction.com. I highly recommend in game. In game's the best. It's, it's fantastic. Minnesota was up two to one, and I see that, that final score result 3 2. Winnipeg was paying a 375. Click, click, click. Nailed it. Totally. I mean, that's the way you do I mean, in play is, is I would say, a gift from God, but. Pretty sure God has nothing to do with uh, <laughs> telling gambling people. Why don't you make it so 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 the the generates who are losing their bet want to go back in and spend more money? I mean that, that's me. I, I that that's me. I mean you watch like those those Champions League soccer games Oof. and uh, a couple upsets there, right? And there was well that that Juventus uh, Real Madrid. But then you're sitting there because of how it works, you can predict the score. And went what is it three cop? Uh, look at the time. Final score three one because uh, Real can't lose. Because the uh, aggregate score, that means actually 3-1 right. means they win. Boop. And it's like a three. Seriously. <laughs> or maybe it was more than a three. Yeah, I know. And so you, you throw that in play. So that's what we're talking about. So remember, especially now, when we're talking about sports interaction, there are 
our, our, our gaming sponsor. They have set this up. If you use our name, once again, so if you're watching now and you want to get in on NHL betting, go to Sports Interaction, you click on the pull-down menu, look for Raw Mike Richards, and they will match your first deposit up to 200 bucks. So if you're feeling good about a game like that, you deposit the 200 they give another, that's 400 bucks. Now you, you got money to play with all playoffs. I mean, it's as simple as that. Uh, the one game that, um, you know, I think you like L.A. to get by. Yes. I just felt if L.A. is going to have a chance, they're going to rely heavily on Jonathan Quick, and they are going to make sure that that game, those games are like molasses. They are going to slow this thing down so they can have a chance. And you know what, to, their, to, to L.A.'s credit, that's the game they did play last night. I mean, if you're losing one nothing, I think the scores are going to look like that. If you're going to give them a chance, I think, for L.A., they kind of have to look. These will This will not be a pretty series to watch at all because you've got one one team kind of run away and the other guys are just kind of, don't, don't run so fast. You're ruining it. So, so, so this game was that. And so they score in the first period. And after that, uh, L.A. just simply couldn't get enough chances uh, to beat them. So once again, property the National Hockey League. Here is the very first playoff game in Las Vegas, Nevada. Bounces away from Quick as we made a stop. Back into the corner, getting out of that one is Doshek. Tomas Doshek back to the line. There's Dino Separates man from puck and out Los Angeles. Las Vegas again goes to work as the Kings just can't find that puck. And that, that puck is trapped by Kopitar. Kopitar walks into the corner. that is how that game point. ended. one nothing because that's the highlights of that. <laughs> it was so funny. Um, you know, cards on the table here. I watched the first period of the Vegas game Did and you? called it a night. Oh, That's all I needed to well, do. That's all I needed to I do. I should have actually... Broke away at the five-minute mark of the first period, and I could have called it a night. But I, I got... you know what the God's honest truth is? <laughs> that game, the best part of the game, might have been the pregame. Yep. Jeremy Roenick was uh, was doing the old. Uh, they have like a little horn in the back of, uh, of the stadium, and they have uh, a whole bunch of knights there. And it's actually nice, not a bad little setup. Little the little knight's helmet comes onto the ice just like the oil the oil with the oilers the oil rig would come down and blah 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 and they'd skate through it it's a nice little setup which isn't surprising because they know how to do the off ice and they're learning how to do the on ice and right now the on ice looks pretty damn good considering they, they win the pacific division they're already hanging a banner and uh you know they have themselves a hundred plus point season in, in you know year number one it's outstanding so if, if you're looking for production value oh yeah Vegas would probably quickly be number one just because of Vegas. They know how to put on a show, and they did last night. There was a weird sword fight thing that I didn't, <laughs> I didn't show. Because at some point, the problem is they might be the, the, the greatest uh, fencing uh, people or the greatest uh, what, extras with, with swords, sword fighters. They're probably higher yeah, than two, yeah. yeah. The only problem is you got to know how to skate. <laughs> so they're like, how dare you, Gothar? And then you get the skating, they're like, <laughs> cut can we get a guy that's not on his ankles can we do can we get a guy and so it was supposed to be this great big you know the golden knight beating the king i get that but the production value and the noise so even though it is a non-traditional hockey market boy they have done one hell of a job doing this and look it doesn't work if you don't win it doesn't matter what you do if you don't win i don't know how many people are showing up and they have the both get a load of the way 
that the Golden Knights come onto the ice. Once again, property of the National Hockey League, and congratulations to, again, an excellent job by the Vegas Golden Knights. Even the sound. The people go nuts. Like This is like watching Game of Thrones on ice. We're at a rave or something. I don't know. It just the, the bass is just ripping through your body. Look at just the tension they're able to build, and then the team comes on the ice, the announcer, and then they go bananas. It's Vegas, baby, Vegas. Russell Crowe. Yeah. Bring him out to yeah. center ice. Yeah. This is nuts. Is this like The Undertaker or something? Or who, who would this be who comes on like this? This is full on WWE right here. Undertaker would be, uh, the stadium would be black. And then he'd, he'd come to center ice and start raising his arms and the lights would come on. What about Sting? Sting! He would, he would propel from the uh, oh. rafters of, uh, of the scoreboard. That wouldn't be a bad idea either. That's pretty good. Look at that, though. It's a way to do it, yeah, folks. Yeah, they uh, say what you want. And again, I know everyone's like, burst that bubble, burst that bubble, burst that bubble. <laughs> it just won't break. They just don't burst and they continue on. Uh, as I said, I don't think these in and of that series. If LA is going to have a chance, every game is going to look like that. They'll split. They'll split you know? and go back to LA one one. <laughs> yeah. Is what what will happen like is Pittsburgh will go up two nothing. Jets will go up two nothing. LA Vegas will split one one, and that's what uh, your Sunday games will look like because these three teams or three sets of games, I should say, are playing on Friday. Then they play on the Sunday. Well, that means as we took a look at the uh, scores, five games tonight. By the way. Enjoy. Yeah, and the reason you're going to be looking at that, let's go to, uh, I think we should go to the scoreboard as we, of course, have the Ron Mike Richards blade tape extravaganza. And what do the standings look like this morning, depending on, of course, we all have three teams, or most yep. of us do. Most of us do, yep. All right, Russell, you're closer to that than me. So as we Start look. Start reading it. Day number one, who's, who's in first place? What team is it? Uh, tied for first, we have Kensington MVP. Uh, who obviously has Sidney Crosby in the draft. I I think I know who that is, too. Cannot read the second one. This screen is too, uh, too fuzzy, unfortunately. You're, you're one inch away from it. I know. It's... So, oh, pucks through Kluchet's pads. Pucks Ooh. through Kluchet's pads. That was based on. Yeah, I remember that one. That was based on Flames of Our Lives. Yes, I do remember. Yeah, that, that was very. Those big. two are tied pads. for first so after the Flames the of Our first Lives game. So, uh, I, Dave, you must have, do you have one up in the in that uh, region? I can't see that from here. Where's Peter Labardius? Peter Labardius reads the phone book. Might be the best name for a team. That he is tied. Oh, your microphone's uh, crushing up. Once again, that uh, tremendous mic in number three. 12th place. 12th place. Good way to start 12th off. Place. Any wrestlers on there? 
Any wrestling names on there? Okay, I've got it in front of me now. So uh, BP45 uh, Slovenia is uh, eighth place all alone. You got a couple of Barker's Beauties. Blade Tape Bangers tied for 13 in 12th place yep. is Peter Lubardius Reads the Yellow Pages. Yep. I'll have to look for that, actually. Mm-hmm. we got to bring that back. This kills me. Del Boca Vista Phase 3. <laughs> they got some beauty names in here. I didn't see that till last night because people obviously still jumping on. That's one of my favorite names, too. Um, oh, there's the thing running away here. Uh, I thought I saw Macho Man Randy Savage. Okay. Is just behind Sweatpants. With good shoes. Ooh, that's a really good competitive matchup between those two teams. And it's a tie between uh, Macho Man Randy Savage yep. and Team Sad Sex. Ooh, Sad Sex is there. Interesting. I thought uh, that... Friend of the show, too, Ryan MacArthur yes. 3 is up there, too. Yep. He so, always tweets into us. So Team Sad Sex has four. You know what's interesting? Those that are in first place or in the first like top ten or so, yep. they have no players tonight. Nope. They... Can we say blew their load last night, they, Dave? They did, yeah. yes. And so, therefore, that's uh, that means that uh, they do not have teams tonight. And those of us in that tied for 15, 26, and that's that's everybody. That's eight or eight or nine points. Yep. You have like four, at least four guys tonight. Is kind of how that works. So changes the, every game. Changes every game. So right? to me, it's going to be okay. So how many have loaded up on Nashville? And then you're going to have a real challenge if you're taking a look at Boston. Yep. Toronto. Yep. If you're Toronto guys. Well, there's a lot of Toronto guys yeah. out there, right? Toronto guys. I know some people that have picked the entire team leaves. Uh-huh. Not going to mention any names. Alrighty. Rusty Bear. And Tampa Bay. How much do you trust Tampa Bay? There's got to be, you know what? There's got to be teams that include Stamkos, uh, Kucherov, Hedman as a, as a defense. Maybe even they think Vasilevsky and Net, which would be a, a yeah, seriously me, poor pick. But uh, yeah, hey, You're rolling the dice on I'm sorry. that. Sorry. I'm just telling you the truth. Uh, you're watching- At least you didn't have flyers yesterday. <laughs> hey, Brian Elliott, you're the best. Don't fool me. I don't want you on my rec team. If you drafted uh, flyers goaltenders. Yeah. Like, I know sometimes you're just forced, you've, if nothing else is left, then you got to take something. Mm-hmm. Th- that that would be a, that would have been a, one of the sadder picks last night, I think. Uh, so, Winnipeg, with the whiteout last night, that looks so great. Looks good. You know what? It also lays a case to the NHL that home teams should wear white jerseys like it used to be. White that's at the home. Way, that's what we grew up with that. Yeah. So, I still get confused. So, when I throw some of those uh, flashback clips, I'm like, no, hold on, wait a minute. That's in... Uh, that's that's in Nassau Coliseum. That's that's the, that's the Islanders. Bingo. And they're wearing white, like that. The overtime clip I showed, and the Rangers are in the yes. dark. Thinking, no, hold on, wait a minute. No, I know it's in it, on the island. And then of course it dawns on Bingo. you that, and that that's the way it should be. Yeah, it's the way it always was. I had a conversation with uh, with a buddy of ours. I'm gonna not reveal his name by using a different name, Franco. Uh, and uh, and he was mentioning, hey, the Jets are wearing blue, and uh, it's white out. That really makes sense, eh? And I said, uh, no, that Franco. Is, that is a bang-on impression, is it? by the way. Not uh, bad. All of a sudden, I'm sitting beside uh, Fred Travellina. I, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. <laughs> it's uh, Andre Philip Gagnon beside me. Just all these, <laughs> That's me. These voices are magically appearing. <laughs> okay, so we're going to, uh, in just a few moments here, and I, I'm so glad that we get to do this. Scott Taylor has always been one of my favorites over the years. And, of course, I wonder if he was at the game last night. He was at the game he last night. He was at the game? Yes, he was. Okay, so let's get the Rolling Stones, uh, let's get the Rolling Stones out here. Because, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Let's see, let's see the stones because here we go. <laughs> yeah. 
Mick looks good. Oh, yeah. Come on, Winnipeg. Yeah. Oh. Uh, this theme was so good. I'm glad we get to play it again on Chomp. Scotty's up. Scotty's up and he's talking tough. That's how you do it, folks. That's the, uh, what a song that is. Stones are so good. Good morning. <laughs> good morning. I am looking for a very vibrant Scotty Taylor. Yeah, it was a late one last night. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you know, I had to go out to the Junior B Provincial Final, and it was in Pegwa's First Nation. Ooh. I missed that NHL game, and Road I'm trip. just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> So, I have people to do those games. Oh, you have people now. Wow, the I have people. I have people now. I actually have people now. A good. Pe- I never thought I'd start a business at sixty, let alone have people at sixty-eight. Yeah. yeah. What kind of people are these? Where Where, where are you finding um, these people? They're young writers <laughs> who can't get work because newspapers are dead. Yeah. No kidding. Exactly. No kidding. That's, oh no, that's what they all are. A lot of guys that used to be at the Free Press. Well, but but, but look at the industry. I mean. Uh, it's he, dead. It's it is, and and I guess I figure if uh, if you're you're going to, I mean, yeah, it's all what web based. Is that what we're saying? Is that where people? Oh, get, it's all web based. But yeah. but what, what what also happened is is that is that we've been really successful because if you publish something that people will keep, so if you publish something that's quality that people will save, you can make money at it. But a newspaper is you pick it up, you throw it away, right? Right. Yep. Yeah. Well, people don't need to do that anymore. People can just go online, look at it, and move on. You know, even when you insult someone and say, oh, yeah, well, that paper's good to, to, to line my birdcage with, the younger generation goes, what does that mean? <laughs> what do you, <laughs> you, you... You have birds in your house? What? <laughs> it's like, yeah, just leave, walk away, leave it alone. Yeah, but, and, and you know what, the, and, and you know what the, the, the last guys left in the business are saying? Good. Buy it to line the birdcage. We need to sell all the papers we can sell. <laughs> well, Scotty, last night we saw the whiteout, and I, I could be wrong, but I've said for years, I am pretty sure that the Winnipeg Jet c- crowd, the, the fan, the, they're the ones who came out with the whiteout. I don't think it started in the States. I don't. Oh, it did not. No, it started in Winnipeg with a guy named Rod Paulson. And Rod Paulson today runs curling. He's the guy who just did the Vegas curling tournament. He's a PR guy. Um, he's been in the, the ad business in Winnipeg for 40 years. And Rod Paulson, um, with, with Barry Shankaro and Lori Summers, um, Lyle Moffat, a group of the people who used to work for the old Jets, came up with the whiteout. Because in those days, remember, the home team used to wear white. Yes. Yeah, in the good days, so, yes. And, yeah. So the whiteout was started basically by an ad guy in Winnipeg. Um, and... and it was, and then when the Jets left, of course, everybody just took it because the Jets don't exist anymore. Who cares? We'll all steal it. But it started in Winnipeg in the 80s. You just said something that I thought I'd never hear in one sentence. Do, do you want to know what it is? Sure. Vegas curling. Those two words I did not yeah. see in the same <laughs> yeah, sentence amazing, eh? ever. It's but they've un- been down there for a lot of years. It's become a big deal down there. Well, there's drinking involved. So well, yeah, there's that, and 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 pretty soon there's going to be gambling. Oh, 
I know. I a buddy of mine, Jeremy Pieseker, that one of the reasons he's with Sports Interaction is because yeah. they put curling. Yes, they do. They have curling <laughs> odds. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. Now let's talk about last night. I, uh, you know, of course, Dave, obviously uh, being the uh, the Winnipeg expert, uh, just for me, an outsider taking a look at it, I thought that you saw a, a Winnipeg Jet team that probably played a little tight, didn't play their best game, and you saw a Minnesota Wild team with without a guy of significance. Uh, and a goaltender in Devin Dubnik that just stood on his head. Therefore, the game looked closer than maybe really what this is. Sorry, I can't hear you. You didn't hear me at all? You didn't hear me at all? I can't. No, I, my, my, my ears have completely been blown out. Now it just died this morning. Oh. Um, last night was so loud. <laughs> that crowd was so loud in that building. It got to 108 decibels when Line A scored. Wow. Winnipeg should have won that game 9-2. to And you were right about Dubnik standing on his head. Um, I, I, I was sitting beside one of the scouts last night who said, I don't know why they just can't go first star Dubnik, second star Dubnik, third star Dubnik. Yeah. Because if it wasn't for that goaltender, it would have been a, a, a complete blowout. They outshot him 40 to 20, and I think the NHL shot guys were, were actually good to, to, to Minnesota. Um, the, the Wild only got the puck out of their own end about four times in the, in the third period and scored twice. It was just... It was just one of those games where you knew it was going to end in Winnipeg's favor. Somehow there was going to be a fluke, and they got the fluke. Morrow takes the shot, it deflects off a wild player and goes between Dubnik's wickets, and, and, and they lose. And I thought it was interesting that Bruce Boudreaux got all upset at the goal. I mean, I, he should have been counting his blessings. He's lucky he didn't get just bombed last night. Yeah. He I, owes his gold. Because I, I look at game two, I, I think that, okay, it's nice to get the win for the Winnipeg Jets. You move on to game two, but I don't think there's going to be a game this close for the rest of the series if this is what these two teams have to offer throughout the next three, four games. Oh, I completely agree with you. I, I, I picked the Jets in five, and now I'm thinking four, because that looked last night to be Minnesota's chance. Yep. Granted, no Ryan, Ryan Suter makes a huge difference. You can't take a 27-minute defenseman out of a game and, and expect your team to, to, to be the same. And Matthew Dumba, I love him to death. I think he's a tremendous player. Um, he's going to have a marvelous future in the National Hockey League. But Matthew Dumba last night played, uh, what? Close uh, to 30 minutes, Scott. I think it was 28 and change. Yep. 30. 30 Thir- minutes and 3 seconds. There you go. And, and Matt Dumba's a nice player, but he's not Ryan Suter. Um, so they, they've got they've got real issues. If Dubnik's that good, the games can be close. But I can't imagine a goaltender doing that again. I get the feeling that Friday night it's going to be a big number, and then Winnipeg will go into to Minnesota where the crowd will be terrific. Um, probably sneak one in Game Three, and then and then win another big one in Game Four, and we'll all be going home. Yeah. Now, now, uh, as far as as far as uh, what the Jets had going on, I know Donald uh, Donald Street right beside the arena was closed down. Uh, it, it almost looked like even, and, and this is hard to say, this was even a better atmosphere than that first game against the Ducks back in Game Three two years ago. Is it just the little changes that have made this even a more of a destination as far as the entire city's into this, Scott? It's not just a, a portion of the sports crowd in Winnipeg. It, it almost seems that the, the city is shut down for Games 1, 2, possibly 5, and 7. Um, in 2015... I think people were just happy that the Jets finally made the playoffs. There were no expectations. 
there was no thought that the 2015 team was going to go any place. That they were the last team in, and and Anaheim took them out in four straight. And and there was there wasn't the same feeling. Yeah, the Jets are in the playoffs. This is great. And by the way, they led every game in that series in the third period and couldn't hold on. Yeah. But they were a completely different hockey team then, and they were still, in many ways, with so many of those players, the Atlanta Thrashers. They. Yeah. They still had so many ex-Atlanta Thrashers. It just still didn't feel the same. Three years later, Mark Scheifele's a star, Patrick Laine's a star, Nick Ehlers is a star. Um, Chevy makes a good move to get a journeyman defenseman like Morrow, who's played terrifically. Um, uh, Jake Truba's now a star. There's only four former um, uh, Thrashers on the team. This is Winnipeg's team. Combine that with the fact they had 114 points, they won 11 of their last 12, there is a belief in this city, and, and it runs deep in this city, that if the Jets can get past the Nashville Predators in the second round, they can win the Stanley Cup. Yeah. And that feeling has never been in Winnipeg since maybe 1985, when that 84-85 team was so good, and if they could beat the Edmonton Oilers, they might win the Stanley Cup, and then they broke uh, Howard Chuck's ribs and everything kind of collapsed. I hate but, Jamie McCowan. Yep. The, but the reality is, is that this team right now has the imagination of everybody in Winnipeg. It's a team that people in this city believe can win the Cup, that they're not just pretenders, that they're a legitimate contender for the Stanley Cup, and everybody is with bated breath for that series with Nashville, which I think for sure they're going to get. Uh, I mean, if, if Nashville gets knocked off, Wow. That no. would change everything in a hurry. Yeah, no, sure it wouldn't change everything. It would just make everything bigger. And, and, and I, I, I think there's a real belief that they're going to beat whoever comes out of the West, and there's a belief they can beat anybody from the East. There's just this fear of Nashville. But other than that, this city believes this team can win the Stanley Cup, and, boy, it has changed everything in this town. Well, there's no way that they're, they're losing to Colorado. If Nashville loses to Colorado, then you can tell me that Cindy Crawford's from Edmonton. Okay? That's... <laughs> That's By the way, we're talking to Scott Taylor, editor of Game On Magazine, GameOnMag.ca, our uh, very good friend. You know, uh, when it, you know, it counts when you've been there beforehand. So I take a look at you know uh, the Nashvilles of the world because you know I really think it's theirs to lose in terms of the Stanley Cup. But I also take a look at Pittsburgh, where they're very comfortable in their own skin because where they have been, the kind of team they are, and boy, did Philadelphia. Did they get filled in last night? I, look, I, I, I've got. I think Dave and I both have Pittsburgh going to a Stanley Cup final, but uh, this this might be the biggest blowout that we'll see in the entire postseason. Uh, I mean, I, I just did not see a seven nothing. Although there were uh, some very unkind Brian Elliott uh, con- uh, uh, comments yesterday Comment. on the program, <laughs> in, in, including Liam McGuire, who roasted him like a Swiss LA chicken. <laughs> Wonder how that felt. Um, <laughs> Philadelphia isn't in the same league as Pittsburgh yet. I think Philadelphia will get there um, someday, but they're not they're not even anywhere near the Pittsburgh Penguins. How about that goal by Crosby again, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Man, he should be playing lacrosse, that guy. Dave said the Blue Jays. Is <laughs> it true? Why not? I mean, it's just it, it, tremendously skilled. They have so many skilled players, that Pittsburgh team. Their goaltending is pretty good, but Philadelphia isn't in their league. Um, I, I'm, I'm good friends with Nolan Patrick. I love Nolan Patrick. I love the team. They're not good enough. They're not getting by that. But you hit the nail on the head with, with, with Nashville. They're the team that I think um, is, is coming back from last year's defeat with a chip on its shoulder. 
and really is the team that everybody has to watch because, no, I don't think they're going to get beat by Colorado. I don't think that's going to happen. And, and I think that everybody, um, as much as we all love the Jets and think it's a great story and we all love the Leafs and think that's a great story, I think generally the experts around the National Hockey League all believe it's going to be Pittsburgh at Nashville again. Yeah, exactly. Hey, speaking of the Maple Leafs game, they they start off tonight in Boston. Uh, there's obviously in this city, there's there's some hope that the Toronto Maple Leafs could pull that upset as well. Uh, what's the reality of that situation, Scotty? What to, what is the proper breakdown of Bruins and Maple Leafs starting tonight? Well, we just had the the, the Bruins in this town not long ago. Yeah, that's a very nice team. Um, it's as dirty a hockey team as you're ever going to see. So better keep your head up. I mean, they, they, they come to play, and they like to use their sticks, and Brad Marchand is going to make people hurt. So the Leafs had better be ready for a, a, a real physical battle with that club. Um, I, I think everybody believes that Toronto has a chance. I mean, Boston had a tremendous second half of the season, like just out of this world second half of the season. I, I, I don't think there's the belief that they're that good, although when they came into Winnipeg, they lost 5-4 in overtime, had built a big lead, and Winnipeg came back and tied it. Um, they're a real nice skating team. It's going to be a fast series. I think the hockey is going to be tremendous, but I certainly think Toronto has a chance against them. I, I think anybody who thinks that the Leafs can't beat Boston probably hasn't been paying attention. Um, everybody needs to stay healthy now. This is the this is almost a bigger marathon than the uh, than the regular season. It's every game matters. Every shift matters. You have a bad shift, you can lose a series. Um, Toronto just has to be prepared for for everything. They have to be prepared for everything. They need great goaltending, as everybody does. What was it that Brian Burke once said? We have to call it the Stanley Cup playoffs because we can't call it goalie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to need goaltending, <laughs> and that's that's going to be really important. But I, I, I think that that could be, I mean, really, the best series of the bunch in the first round. Yeah, I think I mean, Those be teams excellent. match up pretty nicely. They have skills. They're, they're fast. They Generally good goaltending, good defense. I I think it's going to be a great series. Yeah, I think it will be a great series, too. Uh, the other thing, of course, if we're talking about tight series, and Dave and I have talked about it on the show, it's going to be really interesting. Anaheim and San Jose, that could be a seven-gamer right there. Big teams, not real fast. Um, been out west a couple of times to see the California teams. None of them are what, what I would call as fast as eastern teams. It's not like you're going to see Pittsburgh, Boston, or Toronto out there. These, these teams are big. The defenses are big. The goaltending's pretty good. Um, there'll be a lot of hitting. It'll be a pounding series because that's the way the two teams play. Um, you will notice the difference in speed if you watch it closely. They're just not as fast as some of these these other clubs. Certainly not Boston, Toronto, Winnipeg. They're they're not in those leagues. But um, it's going to be it's going to be a really tight series simply because they both play the same kind of banging, pounding game. What's your schedule look like, Scotty? I know the Jets play on Friday, but uh, you're making the trip to St. Paul, from what I understand. Yeah, I'll, I'll, um, uh, we'll head out to St. Paul on Saturday. I, there's supposed to be a really bad storm. I'll drive. Oh, jeez. Um, get as far as I can possibly get on Saturday. Maybe we'll have to cut it off at Fargo, but we'll um, we'll head south on, on Saturday and see what the storms are like. And we got snow here last night. It looks like Christmas in Winnipeg. Uh, Scotty, because uh, uh, we have not talked since, obviously, the, the Humboldt uh, tragedy and, of course, uh, Western Canada 
not not only you know so so supportive in, in what they do, but the rest of the country that that GoFundMe thing is 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 beyond my wildest imagination. Where you know they immediately go over four million, then it's eight million, uh, and yet I think in all the stories that that I've been around as as a broadcaster, you certainly longer than than myself. I don't know if there's been a tougher story or one that affects the entire country the way that it has. Everybody has been on that bus. Everybody in Canada, male or female, whether you played sports or not, if you, if you were in the band, you were on that bus someplace. You live in Ontario, you went from, from Sarnia to London for a band concert or a hockey game or a, a baseball game. Everybody in Canada at one time or another has been on that bus. And, and, and that's what's drawn everybody together. They, it's, it's a shared experience. Um, um, Billy Keane, who's the head coach of the Winnipeg Blues in, in the Manitoba Junior Hockey League, and I were having a, kind of a long conversation, and I, we were both having trouble keeping the tears back. Yeah. And as Billy said, I've been on that bus half of my life since 1982. There but for the grace of God. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's that feeling. I mean, even if you never played a sport, you took a bus to the casino in... in Niagara Falls once. Like, everybody knows what it's like. You, you, you turn your life over to the traffic and the bus driver. And the fact that it doesn't happen more often than it did, I think, maybe shocks some people. It, it was just such a horrendous accident. And the other thing is, it's kids. These are children. I mean, people forget that hockey players playing junior hockey are, are 16 to 20. I mean... This isn't a bunch of old guys drinking beer. These are children, and it just rips your guts out. Yeah, and I think it really I, I, did. And, and, and I think everybody, but everybody in Canada can relate to what happened. Last night, going up the elevator with Cassie Campbell, we didn't talk about hockey. We talked about the humble Broncos. And, 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 and the only thing that pulls it all together is hockey. The reality is, is these are, are, are Young men, children, and a young woman who died, and, and everybody really had a bad day yesterday when, when, when the young trainer passed away. It's just, oh, yeah. Dana Bronze is just, just like, it's just so hard to understand and, and to put your head around. Um, I just, I, I, I'm starting to tear up now. I just, yeah. I can't, I can't, I, I can't fathom it, and I can't fathom the feeling for the families. No. Yeah. It's it's yeah, almost as, to a part as, where as, as, as coach as coach Billy Keane said to me, you know that in the Saskatchewan League, they're right behind the bus. The moms and dads and billet families are right behind the bus. Yeah, yeah. they yeah. weren't far behind. Yeah, it's, like they came up on this. They, they, they it just the the you know emotion that because as the stories and the details uh, continue to come out, um, you know you get these very emotional. Um, uh, moments with with you talk about the billets who call them their sons quote unquote their sons and yes of course you know these, they are. these candles that come out and farewell to my sons I'll never see you like it's just I uh, it's going to take a long time I think and not just the, the the community of Humboldt but I think the hockey community in general this is something that is going to take a while to actually heal. Um, and, and to that extent, I think the hockey community should be credited, uh, Scotty. It's something that sometimes doesn't get talked about a whole bunch. But from coast to coast, and I'd say, you know, south of the border, I've seen, you know, certainly some talk of that as well. But the hockey community in Canada has been really incredible. Uh, and, and maybe 
surprise. I don't want to say surprisingly, like I, I, I feel that they wouldn't reach out. But the job that they've done, the way that community has come together, I think that they, they should be commended because they've been excellent. Yeah, I, I mean, I, but but you, didn't you always get the feeling that it was going to be that way? I think like, I, think I never so. doubted for a second. Yeah. I, I I mean, somebody said to me early that they had like um, sixteen thousand dollars in the GoFundMe, and and they said, "Won't NHL players come to come to yeah. put money into that?" And uh, lo and behold, within like three hours of that conversation, you were at a million, and and the entire Montreal Canadiens team had pledged. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, here I go. I'm I'm, yeah. ha- I'm having trouble again. I just well, it's just it it is it is that kind of story, and I and I think it's going to be a while once it said Scotty to to be able to talk about this kind of issue and not feel that way. It might it might take years. It might take years, and I think for a community like Humboldt, look, they're 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 flatlanders. These are these are these are the most resilient people that I've I've met. And going across the the prairies, I mean, my heart just goes out to them. But I'm telling you what, they're the kind of people that will want, like as some of their teammates said, you know, and those that were able to even make it to the hospital said, you got to go out and play again. You got to play. And that's the Saskatchewan way. What about the kid who was paralyzed and said he's going to play? Yeah. 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 It's truly remarkable. Well, Scotty, thank you so much uh, for joining us. I just, uh, as I said, it means so much that you're able to join us on the show again. We're going to do it on a regular basis. And uh, as we get a little closer, maybe a little CFL talk, a little football. Oh, uh, I can't wait. I can't wait. Um, Not only will Winnipeg have the Northern League Baseball, not Northern League anymore, the American Association Baseball Championship in town. The Jet Stanley Cup, yep. oh, but the yeah. Grey Cup is coming here next oh, year. Okay. City of Champions, uh, right, Scotty? City of Champions. Matt Nichols. Yeah, there you Matt go. Matt Nichols. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Scotty, thanks so much. We'll talk to you again soon. You take care, my friend. Thanks, Scott. Thanks, guys. Go Jets. Go. See you later. Go Leafs. Go. Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. That is the one and only Scott Taylor. And <laughs> he as, got everything in there. It's perfect. We got everything in there, and again, as, as, as uh, Scott has said, and he's covered a lot of sports and a lot of different levels. This is a guy that if you want to talk about Junior B hockey, oh, yeah. he'll tell you about Junior B hockey and uh, and talking about Humboldt. So you'll notice uh, today, like I hope a lot of people did. So Davey has the, uh, the Jets. Jersey on right there. What yep. the, no, is that's the. Uh, this is the Heritage Classic jersey. This is this is uh, the jersey they uh, played the outdoor game against the Oilers. They also wore it a couple times during the regular season. And and I was talking to the Rusty Bear before the show, in our pre-show meeting. Yes. And I hope this yes. is the logo and jersey that eventually takes over as the regular, just like we've seen with some other NHL teams, some NFL teams, where it's like we like that so much. That's going to be the new look. So the old look and now new look, we'll see. I've got on, I don't know if you can see it here on camera, but this, of course, is uh, from my time in Calgary. The uh, exceptional team they had, the Hitmen. Maybe the best name in in, in uh, sports, too, as far as the yeah, – I love it. Yeah. Brett the Hitman Hart uh, at the time, I guess the orig- one of the original owners. Yeah, one of the original owners. That's why they had, they had pink. But trust me, you weren't making fun of that color. Trust me, it worked. Hot yeah. pink and black. Yeah. They kind of changed it up a little bit with the red and, the, and like, the bronzy copper. But it's a fantastic logo. The, the, the jersey logo, itself yeah, is fantastic. So. Uh, actually, this one, so you can't see it, and it's barely seen, but uh, it's signed by uh, Brandon Cozen. Yep who uh, used to come on the show, pretty shy when he started. By the end of it, he said, can we call it Cozy's Corner? What are you? Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Beat it, Cozy. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, th- those were certainly great times. Olympic bronze medalist, Brandon yes, Cozy. that is correct. That is correct. You're watching rawmikerichards.com, either on the website. We hope you've subs- subscribed to that. And, of course, the YouTube channel. Uh, 
you know, the, the, the crowd that we just talked about, the whiteout's pretty cool. But there are things that people do that, uh, you know, if you if you don't see a lot of it, and sometimes it's in between commercials, Dave, like you don't know what the local fans sometimes do. Now, this might be known to some of you, to others not. And this is actually pretty cool, almost reminiscent of, of what they do overseas at soccer games. You know, so very often teams will take on songs that exist, but that's what they sing uh, during the matches, you know, depending on what it is. Uh, walk on, you know, that the Liverpool has, and yep. you'll hear when the Saints come marching in, you know, you'll, you'll hear these songs. Didn't see this one coming, so property the National Hockey League, and I would assume the Nashville Predators, during the breaks, they take out their phones, they put on the little torch, right? They put on their little lights, and they sing Let It Be. And I guess in uh, Music City America, or whatever they call it, maybe this is very fitting. This is simply awesome. from a private phone right there but uh, sometimes they show it in games and they'll turn the lights down so you see you know only the lights going but that's pretty cool very cool we talk about the i mean last night in winnipeg it was loud i mean it was and not surprisingly because they've like it's western canada i don't know what to tell you you know obviously gonna have a little bit of a bias but you know even if you go to rexall they're loud edmonton's loud when calgary's in it they can be loud you oh, see yeah. the sea of red yep uh but that's what they're known for but who would have thought, if I'm going to make a comparison, what about not in this country? How about in Sweden? Now, mm. this is, this is uh, was it Jurgarden, I think, is the one of the big teams? It's one of them, yeah. I think, so this is Jurgarden. First division. And they, again. Swedish Elite League. Yeah. So, Russell, uh, you won't be seeing any of that when you go over there. But how far is your brother? Whereabouts does he live in? And, and once again, Russell's Yeah, where's the closest club yeah. team? Club yeah. team. Uh, this cable is barely working. Yeah. Um, he is about an hour west of Stockholm in Eskilstuna, so I'm not really sure what the closest team to him is. You don't ask him these questions when you FaceTime with each other every single day? We've tried looking it up. Um, Good I think some of the... Okay, that, that microphone's garbage. Yeah. Okay, so we have to yeah. not do yeah. that. I, I get it. By the way, take a look at Russell in the Russ cam. He yep. is also, uh, he has his jersey yeah. on. Look at that. That's not a Darcy Tucker jersey. That's a Mitch Marner jersey, by the way, if everybody's wondering about number 1-6. Uh, yeah, yeah. See? Game one tonight. So yeah. What do you think? What's the final score? What's the final score? 9 nothing Leafs. Probably wrote that, right? 9 nothing. I, I don't know who's going to win. 9 nothing Leafs. Be... Say it. I think it's going to be a two-goal game with the last goal being an empty, an empty netter. netter. See, that's what you hope for when you take that puck line. But yeah. I'm telling you, that's the last thing I do in these playoffs. Oof. You're really well. You're, yesterday, yeah. yesterday, two out of three games was not no puck line worthy. Yeah, should have been. Uh, Pittsburgh safe bet. Safe, very safe, very safe. So, so I'm not. I'm not sure whose property <laughs> this is. Probably Jurgen, 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 Jurgen. Uh, here's Jurgen. Uh, Boy, I'll tell you, you talk about freak fans? This is pretty good. Here's a playoff game in Sweden. So they're not on the ice yet. Look 
Look at this craziness. This is crazy. Holy God. Look at the flags. Look at this. Look at the flares. That's got to be pretty safe. There we go. <laughs> Imagine. I mean, that's, again, the, 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 the soccer influence. But look at the crowd. Did you think the buildings? I didn't think the buildings even looked like this. I thought they were made out of cheese and chocolate. There you go, boys. Great job. Thanks for the video. That's uh, pretty cool. Isn't that nuts? That's awesome. Like, I mean, European crowds and over in Europe, I mean, generally, they're, they're always going to sound different. When we were in Russia, they they shout all those different phrases to the players, and it's just a completely different sound. But that was mental. I don't know how safe I'd feel if I was the goalkeeper. <laughs> the goalie, and all of a sudden, it looks like a, a Motley Krug <laughs> concert behind you <laughs> with drunken Swedish guys. Uh, I've never been around a drunken Swedish guy. Oh, we we had a Swedish exchange. I've been around, and they were really a, a midget, and they could pound them back. Miguel and 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 a guy named Tony. I was okay. like, I was like, gee, Tony, what's it like playing over in Sweden? You know, <laughs> yeah, that's how I talked when I was sixteen. Wow. And he goes, like, my friends weren't smokers, right? <laughs> they're like Porius Salming. Like it's a hardened life. And I go, no, Jeannie, eh, Tony, what's it like playing in Sweden? He's like, <sighs> it is not. Easy. Vodka now. Well, breakfast is in a couple of minutes, so if you wanna if you wanna come upstairs. No, it was it was a little scary. Little scary. What? Don't get mad all sweet. Don't be start saying stuff. You know it's true. I'm not lying. You wanna go do karate in the garage? Oh yeah. Our big thanks to Scott Taylor from Game On Magazine and GameOnMag.ca. Oh, it's just so great having these guys on, Dave. It really is. I love having him on. Your winners tonight. Are you writing this down? Okay. Ducks, Predators, Blue Jackets, Lightning, Maple Leafs. Good night now. Oh, Russell, Russell. He's jumping up and down. Let's stand the red to Yeah. So remember, Raw Mike Richards, Blade Tape. Watch that live scoring. And those who won so much last night, so happy about yourselves, now you got nothing tonight to play for. You're going to lose, bitch.